this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> Good evening, After Buzzers. We are here at the After Buzz TV studios discussing everything American Horror Story Season 5 Hotel. I am your host for the evening, David Skifliddy, joined by the lovely and talented Pegarad. Hi, everyone. And welcoming back Miss Elena Jordan. Hey. Tonight we are discussing Episode 9 titled She Wants Revenge. Such a good episode. Really good. I I really really liked this one. Yeah, we were definitely due for one of those. We really were. Good ones. Mm-hmm. It's been like a little bit like of a slow burn this season. Mm-hmm. I want to say, and this week is really bringing it home for me. I feel like all the episodes have been so hit or miss, mm-hmm. and last week's was good, but it was just so predictable Yeah, that I think it felt Not to slower. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Once it started getting going, yes, sure. But, like, not up until that point. I was yeah. holding out hope. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. I mean, Sarah called it from the I know. Pretty much knew. Yeah, so this episode I liked a lot because it was, it felt like it was diving more into the story, and it was one that mm-hmm. didn't seem as long as it actually is. It felt like it went by quick. It did go by really quickly. That's a good point. Yeah, and um, there were shockers in this one. I had yes. to look away in this one. It was good. Zachary Ashman yeah. in the chat says that Gaga killed it this episode, and I agree. Um, oh, yeah, she did. She slayed it. Yes. Slayed. 
<laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, did she? Did she do some flying? She didn't kill anybody no. tonight. No. Nope. She was the only one. And yet she killed it. And yet she, she killed she everybody. Killed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just, I'm like still a little like processing what happened tonight because I feel like so much happened. And we got to see into the Countess's psyche a little bit and sort of who she has created herself to be. Yes. And see behind her mask. You know what? We've been talking about all the parallels to the actual killers, but also references to just Hollywood and the addictive lifestyle of it. This, her backstory with the voiceover seems so Marilyn Monroe. Like, I was like, this could straight up be a Marilyn Monroe buyout that opens the exact same way. Just the illusion of control. I've controlled nothing. I was like, oh, I feel like that's so... I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I choose to believe it is. It's very, like, haunting (laughs) and telling and... You know, it would make sense if they sort of mirrored her life a little bit, you know, with the platinum blonde and, And like... And iconic and lives forever, Mm -hmm. but not fully... Hmm. And there's a, a lot of mystery behind who she is mm-hmm. or who she was. And what is just the surface and what is her actual self. Mm-hmm. And where do they meet? Yes. And it goes back to the whole parallel of the two types of self that they spelled out in oh like the third episode. So it seems like Marilyn and Norma Jean, like which one are you going to be? Mm-hmm. Which I love too. We see Iris basically goes full-fledged Marilyn. She was all Norma, and now she's, like... Coming into her own. Yes. Mm. I want to talk a little bit more about the Countess before we jump into Iris, because... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see... We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Despite the fact that I love that woman (laughs) so much. (laughs) The Countess tonight, when she's talking to Vlad, said something very interesting to me, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it, where she said that she's, for the past century, has been trying to recreate him. Hmm. Yeah, and we kind of understand why she's so flippant about Tristan then, because in her mind, he's not even a fully formed human. He's just an echo of the man that she once loved. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I have so many things going through my head from the episode that I want to talk about. Um, I liked when she said that she has the illusion of control, and that to me really was kind of eye-opening. Because you think she has all this control. She has this whole place, you know, in the palm of her hands, and she's controlling all these people, but she doesn't feel that way at all. Well, I mean, she sets up a plan for her life, right? We see her... We've seen her have these train stops, if you will, if you want to give it a metaphor, Mm -hmm. um, that she's laid out for herself... And she 
follows through and then gets off the train and then gets on the next train and then follows through and then gets on the next train and gets on and off, you know? And to an outsider, it would give the illusion of having great control, Mm -hmm. although not knowing what's going on inside the train, if you will. It's a very polluted metaphor. (laughs) She's Ah. the train conductor, but she can't leave the tracks long enough to see what's happening on the train. Yes. She gives the idea that she is in control, but really, she's just a victim of her circumstance. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) She's on it. My not-so-great metaphor. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as far as, as her coming into her own and figuring out who she is and then deciding that um, Drake was going to be the next step in her regaining control of her life before she found out about Vladimir and Natasha. And she still follows through with it. Mm-hmm. She's in love. Is she in love? Wait, is with who? Vlad. Mm. No, I I feel like her perspective. I kind of have Iris's ideal where she's like, she doesn't really love anyone. She just controls until she can't anymore, and then gets bored and moves on to the next. I I think, as far as Vlad goes, because she spent such little time with him when he was around the Mm -hmm. first time that she's more in love with the idea of who he was or who she thought she was or who she thought she could become and less in love with the actual person because she doesn't really know who he is. He's also been locked away for a hundred years, so he could be yeah, a completely different person. Young and, and she was young. She didn't know who she was at that point, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think she likes what it represented because it represents herself before she became the countess as she is now. It was when she still had, it was when she was still Norma Jean, not Marilyn. Right. And it also sort of represented a a sort of freedom from the life that she was leading. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was her big break. It was the moment that she kind of became her true self was Mm -hmm. when she was invited and she feels like he was the reason he and Natasha bringing her into their little romance or whatever made her feel validated. So Thrupple. I do like too that they finally she does flat out say, I've been trying to recreate you basically. Because now it makes sense that every actor on the show looks exactly the same. Oh yeah. <laughs> that does make sense. Oh my god. Although where does Ramona fit into that? That's the thing, is I think Ramona was her, I think that Ramona was her special, her real love once she found out who I she agree. was. I feel mm. like she w- had a deeper emotional connection with Ramona than anyone else. I agree. And that's why she felt so betrayed. I don't know. I'm still holding on to the love thing. For me. Like, first love. When you're young, that first love, you're never going to forget. You never forget it, but and when you look back on it, you, at least for myself... I can't only speak for myself, for nobody else. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when you look back on your first love, you think, you know, I was so young. What did I really know about love? Yes, there are still feelings there, but was it truly love or were you... Yeah, and if they showed up and said I was pulled up in a wall, 
<laughs> for years and years because your ex threw me in there. Let's get back together. I feel like, you know, it takes a special kind of person to be like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's pick up where we left off. Right. You know, instead of like, mm. That's like a very special kind of insanity. But we're thinking like humans. She true. Think that's the way true. We that's very you true. Know? And she's a very passionate woman. And the people that she's been with over the past century, she didn't necessarily love. Mm-hmm. Tracy M. says that Ramona was infatuation, not love. Ooh, see, I'm kind okay. of with so, you on that. And people are loving, abs- well, Liz steals every scene, but everybody seems to Two agree seconds. in the chat that that Flowers line was the quintessential line of the entire episode. And Buy Lord Child says, bitch. I think it was very important, the scene when Lady Gaga gives Liz the flowers and says, who knows when you will ever love again. Lord Child thinks that Liz is going to see Valentino and fall in love because he's such a direct... I believe that Liz did see him leave the hotel. Did did he? Did she? I think she did. Who? Someone saw them leave the hotel. I thought it was Iris. Maybe it was Iris. I feel like Iris is always down there. She's always got her. Iris is the eyes and ears (laughs) of the hotel Cortez. She's the Iris, if you will. Oh, symbolism (laughs) in a name. What have you? And flowers. They're big on all of their flower references this season. They very, are very, very pronounced with lavender and lily of the valley, and well, you mm-hmm. know, all flowers have meanings, I guess, in different cultures depending mm-hmm. on like the color and the style. You know, like lavender can be a very poisonous flower, or soothing and calming, exactly, like at my spa. The smell, <laughs> the smell. Yeah, I believe when ingested lavender can be pretty poisonous. (laughs) I think most flowers, they're like, don't eat that. No, there's edible flowers. You can go to any grocery store and buy a package of edible flowers. Oh, yeah, those pretty ones that you decorate your food with. We digress. (laughs) We digress, that's right. (laughs) Um, They don't taste very good. I've tried. Ooh. Yeah. It tastes like flowers. It tastes like a flower. (laughs) Yeah, like grass. Uh, That's fine. Um, Speaking of Iris... Uh. We got to see into her psyche a little bit tonight as well, which I loved her talking about her coming into her own and being the quintessential mother and not being a prude <laughs> when it comes to porn. I love But she just doesn't want it going on in her hotel anymore. Yeah, she's like, mothers all over the world will thank me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I love that she's like, Donovan will love his new strong mother. And Donovan doesn't seem to care. No. One bit. He is He's the, totally turned again. I'm so sad. He's like the quintessential emo teen. Yeah. That he's you're like a just teenager, like, but he's God. not. <laughs> but job. He's doing the exact same thing that the Countess is doing with Vlad. Hmm. Uh. In a way, because yes, there are circumstances that are different, but... Vlad is saying that he'll he'll take back the Countess, even despite the fact of everything that he's been through, despite the fact that it's been a century, despite the fact that she flat out threatened Natasha. Mm-hmm. He says, I will have you to comfort me. And she's like, cool beans. <laughs> <laughs> she actually says that. It's she great. actually was like, yeah. cool beans, cool beans. Man. <laughs> Yeah, bro. It was in an earlier... It's in a deleted scene. Yeah, Yeah. deleted scene. Um, (laughs) But 
she he uh, Donovan is basically getting the same thing from the countess. She's saying, "You do this for me, and we'll be together forever. I promise you that." You're my only one. She says, I swear it. I'll love you forever and ever. It'll just be you and me. Even though she knows that Vlad is there. So she is, you know, playing her little Mm -hmm. chess game and moving the pieces where she needs them to be. She's very good at manipulation. She's great at it. She knows, yeah. We could all learn a thing or two from her. (laughs) Don't murder anybody. (laughs) She knows people's weak points and she works those weak points. Little countess. Jealous. <laughs> so, I don't know, you guys. This whole Donovan thing, I'm a little upset about. Can we? Are we moving on to that? Yeah. Can we talk about that? Please. First of all, yeah, they had this whole like trio plan. They were so close to bringing her down, mm-hmm. and then he had to like think with his not his brain. He thinks he's in love with her. Yeah. Which also goes back to the whole compelling thing. Like, is she able to get Because it seems like he was dead set on revenge until she's coming back. I think they're mind games. I really do think that it's all mind games. I've been saying that from the beginning, that she has this power. Mm Mm-hmm. But maybe not. Maybe he really does just love her. Just straight up loves her. But then to turn on Iris again... He has got to stop being mean to his mama. He's just being, I don't know, like you said, uh, a uh, emo, emo teen. <laughs> emo teen. I mean, that's a great description. He really is. I can't stand it anymore. He's too hot, though, so I can't be mad. <laughs> he is clouded by lust, I think. Sure. And security and comfort. Because he's seen his life, I mean, he even says it to Ramona, that he's seen his life with her and without her. Mm-hmm. And with her, it's just better. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he lives in this hotel and he has, like, everything he wants yep. and all the glitz and glamour, but she's going to break his heart. Well, Miss Evers, we get to see her this episode, too, and mm-hmm. how she warns that the same thing happened to March. Mm-hmm. That she yeah. was in love with March, but he flat out says the countess is a creature from heaven mm-hmm. and just talks about how she is just God's gift to the world. So it's like, okay, but all of these guys feel this way? Is it? I feel like since we haven't been outright told or shown that there is compelling involved, that we all know those people, because those people do exist in real life. Oh, yeah. That everyone is just sort of drawn to them. Oh. And, and we haven't seen anybody else have compelling powers no. that still have the same vampirism. Mm-hmm. And it's just her, and there's just some people that have these pheromones or whatever they are that people are just drawn to them and want to do anything for them and be around them and be friends with them and be in love with them and they're constantly in a new relationship, you know. Yeah. She's like the textbook narcissist that has all the charm that then just sucks people in and uses them until she's 
yeah. ready to dispose. But then think about how many people we know that have gotten back with like an ex, and you're like, what are you doing going back to that person? Kind of the same thing, no? Yeah. Not the same thing. <laughs> I'm trying to think I mean, how many easy. people I know have gotten back with exes. It's technically his ex. He's just getting back with her. Yeah. He loves her. I mean, that's true. Right? The moral of the story is don't go after somebody that your mama doesn't like. Yes. Always trust your mom. Very good moral. Trust your mom. Trust your mom's judgment. Or don't. Do whatever you want. <laughs> 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 Some people need to learn the hard way. And he does, because I think when Donovan sees the Countess at the motel, Mm -hmm. and he realizes who is behind the door, I don't think he knows about Vlad, or Natasha for that matter, but he knows that there's someone else there, Mm -hmm. because he's been warned that he's just a pawn in her game, and that she... Is and already she's probably moved on to yep. the next one, and she has, or maybe she hasn't. Now, do you think? Pose a question to you, lovely lady, um, and you guys in the chat room, if you if you want to jump in. Um, do you think that the countess would possibly want to create a, another thruple, minus Natasha, with Donovan and Vlad? Oh. oh. Two I guys and her. I mean, yeah, why not? It's the Countess. She can never have enough hot, menly dudes. But I feel like Valentino would be like, uh, if I had to nix my other one, I'm not bringing in your other one. <laughs> you know? Okay. I feel like he would be like, putting his foot down. Because if the whole point is she wants him all to herself... And then she's like, so I killed the person that you were entombed with for centuries that you loved before you even met me. But here's this new guy. (laughs) 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 Well, she does say she wants to create uh, a fortress from the outside world and make the Hotel Cortez their own little solitary island world. Right, that's not postmodern or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But does it not get awkward for her running into her exes constantly in the Cortez? I'm she'd like, want to leave. You know? Go find a new Stop house. Stop killing them all in the hotel. You're going <laughs> to see them for the rest of eternity. I know. Tristan hasn't turned up. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Where is he? Interesting. He's playing Maybe another role. So. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yes, that is very true. Uh, but perhaps you don't become a ghost in the hotel if you are one of the undead. Oh, maybe. maybe. He's technically died twice in the hotel now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. I don't know if that's a rule, but maybe we'll see him come back. Maybe he'll be the one that, like, kills everybody, comes back and, like... I know, because I found it very interesting that the Countess was able to slap March. I don't know why... Because we've seen John interact with Sally and he's had mm-hmm. sex with her and what have you and and the Swedish meatballs killed mm-hmm. people and mm-hmm. but for some reason it just surprised me that she was able to touch him. Like her hand and go through him. You were expecting yeah. that? I totally expected <laughs> her hand to go right through him. That's hilarious. No. I don't know why. These I mean we've we've come to learn that none of these things that we've 
you know, had rules about vampires, ghosts. None of those really exist in this show. It's they have kind of they rules of their it own. Yeah. yeah, they do. It's all metaphors for something else, and then just whatever rules are most convenient for the story. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, which is smart, but yeah, I think none of the ghosts have really acted like ghosts Mm-mm. thus far. We only know that they're dead because they're like, oh, also they're dead. Yeah, they're just pale. <laughs> or we see them die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then they show back up. <laughs> uh, speaking of people who showed back up, Ramona. Yes. Oh, how heartbreaking. Right? Ramona's storyline means that she's probably going to die immediately. Anytime they give you great backstory, it's like, oh, now you love this character? Get ready to watch them brutally murdered. Yep. Off with her head. <laughs> Such a touching story that after the Countess sort of left her with nothing, mm-hmm. she goes back to the only person who she can find strength in again, which is her father. Oh. Which is so sweet. Mama fed me and Daddy set me straight. I was like, oh yeah. my god, that's so cute. Mama fed my soul and Daddy straightened me out. Yeah, that was hard to watch. It was hard to watch to see her sort of struggle with her father's illness and and s- slipping into further uh, discombobulated <laughs> state. I mean, I don't know how to. Yeah, there's no easy way to put it when it comes to Alzheimer's, but. And we also see how the disease acts. You know, she's trying to yeah. save her dad, but it just, it's like the measles mm-hmm. that we see with the kids, is that if you're already in that state, you're just frozen in that state. It's not going to go back and fix everything. Right. There's no retroactive effects. Right, which, virus, yeah. Yeah, seems to be kind of a running theme in it the sort show. Of freezes you, can you get, where you yeah, are. Yeah, you can get frozen in time, but you can never go back. You can keep yourself from moving forward, but you can also never fully go back to what it was. So you're just stuck in the now, which for a lot of these people is just a constant hell. Gosh, if I get stuck as a vampire, I hope it's like at the peak of like, you know. (laughs) Just kidding. So now? Yeah, I'm like, don't turn me. Don't turn me like after 40. Thank you. Just kidding. No. I mean, that have a cold. (laughs) You just have a cold for the rest of forever. And you're like, great. All my money's going to tissues and... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that would explain a lot about Donovan having been turned um, dying as an addict and why he behaves the way he behaves when it comes to the Countess. Mm-hmm. She's sort of the drug that replaced the other drugs in his life mm-hmm. and his sort of infatuation with her. But back to Ramona. She tried to save her dad by turning him and she spent 20 years of what she says felt like 20 minutes. I can't mm-hmm. believe that. When she said 20 years, I'm like, 20 what? Yeah. 20 years? Because it was 1992. Oh my gosh. That's and it took crazy. her 20 years to find, to like, come out of that. Drown I, him. I, which was yeah, that was not rough. pleasant to watch. Oof. I had to turn away. He saw me. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that was rough." Away. I mean, why not get somebody else to do it? It's bad enough that he has to go. Well, who is she going to get to do it? I don't know. Pay somebody off. You're rich. You're just going to walk up to someone on the street. Hey, here's twenty yeah. bucks. Will you kill my yeah. dad? So I've been <laughs> in a house for twenty years, and I don't know anybody. Will you come kill my vampire dad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I could never see myself doing that. I can't no. imagine. Like, 
anyway. When push comes to shove, Pega. I guess. Never say never. I guess. <laughs> oh, the chat rule wants to know about the kids. Yes. Yes. So, the kids tonight are finally back. Yes, after weeks, about time. Weeks and weeks and weeks. And the police have caught on because the kids are sloppy because why? They're They're kids kids. and they don't know better and no one ever taught them and they were turned into vampires. One, Max was turned into a vampire by Alex who was trying to do the right thing and then Max was like, cool, I'm invincible. Let me make me some friends. And adults can't tell me what to do, so I'm just right? going to go run Havoc. And they're, like, draining, like, the homeless man that they killed drained his blood. Yeah. They are so sloppy. They're going to just... Well, there's so many of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but all I could think when they said that they killed the homeless man was March going, it's just a hobo. Yeah. Like, that's all. <laughs> just a hobo. Oh my In my God. head, that was all I could think, because I still love that line so much. But... I... I have a funny feeling <laughs> they're going to come back for maybe one more episode, and that's it. Yeah, I feel like the kids' storyline isn't as predominant as it could be. It's interesting, though. Yeah, because it's terrifying. Can you imagine being like out in a group of measle-ridden vampire preteens start charging at you? See, that's what I found Ooh. very confusing. Because... As Ramona explained it, the virus heals, like, broken bones and cuts and scars and, you know, it sort of cleans you up, but it doesn't fix, um, it didn't fix, like, what was going on in his brain because there were neurons. Why do they still have measles? And every time they feed, the measles sort of go away. Huh. Yeah, it seems to just be something with the illness that when... You know, if it's some sort of disease, mm-hmm. then it can't cure it. Like, one disease can't counteract the other. But if it's just broken bones or things that are a physical ailment that isn't actually in the blood, mm-hmm. then your blood, your new vampire blood, Cleans seems it to out. clean mm-hmm. it out. Good point. But that if the blood sense. is already infected, like with measles, then... you then, can't get rid of the infection. Mm-hmm. Okay, that would make sense. Do we think the kids are ever going to find their way to the Hotel Cortez? I have the feeling that that little girl is... Madeline? Yeah. But no one else will. Okay. And I feel like that will be their downfall. Mm. Is her getting to the Hotel Cortez. Mm -hmm. That was so sad when she was talking about how they made her kill her parents and she missed her mom. Oh my gosh. But that seems to be a theme in the show too, is killing Mm. your parents. Yep. Yep. And... And not listening to that. I'm like, all right, we get it. Be nice to your mom and dad and don't do drugs. <laughs> Moral of the story. And live fully as who you are. Yes. Both don't sides Don't hold of anything you. back. No regrets. Don't speak in whispers. <laughs> yeah. Shout. Shout. I love it. It is good. Life lessons. AHS. They are great life lessons. Um, I think the saddest part of the episode for myself was seeing Drake's downfall. That was sad because he was so optimistic and so genuinely... He was. Thinking he found the one who finally understands him. And... And why, if Ramona realizes that he's also just 
a pawn in the Countess's game? Does she kill him? Right. That's what I was just going to say is strength in numbers. So why would she get rid of him? She was hungry. Yeah. Right, but she should have also, known that was part of the plan. Plus, if you, regardless of vampirism, if you're hold up in a wall that you can't get out and they leave you a cheeseburger, don't eat that cheeseburger immediately. Wait <laughs> until you're like really, really hungry. <laughs> what are you doing? Guys. Like, why would I guess you... it depends on where the cheeseburger is from. <laughs> That's true. No, but I get but what you're saying. I like, do get what you're saying as well. So you can, yeah, live longer. If it's from McDonald's, it'll last longer than Valentino did. So. Exactly. You're fine. If it's McDonald's, you have at least a year to eat it. <laughs> it'll look exactly oh, the same. Yeah. <laughs> but I love how Miss Evers said what she was going to do. Is I'm going to stare and smile as you're dying. She's like, hee. And you're going to beg for help, and I'm just going to sit there and know that I get to clean up piss, shit, and the blood from your fancy clothes. Oh, my gosh. That was brilliant. And I'm going to just love enjoy Ms. it. Evers. She's so great. Good. As we get to more to know more about her, and she's such a tragic character, but yeah. so fun. She was in love. We got to learn that today. Yeah. She loved James. And which explains a lot of why she does what she does and why she's stuck around. And mm-hmm. it's brilliant. Anything for him. Anything. This unrequited love theme oh. that they keep throwing out. Haven't we all been there? And then your only option is just to... Murder. Murder a bunch, then wash the sheets for the rest of eternity. Sounds great. Like it never happened. (laughs) (laughs) The age-old love story. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Snorted, guys. We got it here live. Sorry. Snorted. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Uh, Is there any... I think that was... our episode. Yeah. I do have, um, from last week, we talked a little bit about the Ten Commandments, because we didn't see any of John. We week. did yes. not see any of John. We saw just a smidgen of Alex. Tiny little bit of Alex, but um, not very much from the not Lowe's. enough. Let's get into those Ten Commandments from last week, then. So, the ones that so far... They have already completed between yes. March and John together. You shall not make idols, which was Martin's skull, was smashed in with the Oscar. Right. Um, which also goes back to their whole Hollywood theme. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody uh, hates Hollywood. Yeah. So let's put it in all of our Hollywood products. And yeah. Great. TV shows. Um, and you shall not take the Lord's name in vain. That's the false prophet that he took his spleen. Right. The remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy was the teeth from the migrant workers that yep. March took. Honor your father and mother were the two children who killed their parents. So they cut out their hearts. So they had the hearts of the twins. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you shall not commit adultery was the second kill the two people at the Belmont uh-huh. that he took out the tongue and the eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right, right. And you shall not bear false witness against your neighbors is the gossip monger so that he nailed the tongues down, but he also ripped out their vocal cords. Right. And kept those. And then Sexy. you shall not covet was Patrick, poor Patrick, who uh-huh. had a crush on Alex and was stabbed to death. Mm-hmm. So the two that he doesn't have is you shall have no other gods before me, which I'm thinking is straight up 
Natasha, Gaga, and Valentino. I keep saying Gaga instead of Countess. We all know who you're talking about. But we're all in agreement here. Yeah, because they even say when we are on film, we are gods. And so they kept having the gods reference. They even stayed in um, the Hotel The Garden of Allah, Ah. which is spelled like... Wow. Uh So... That's definitely I think that's a big yeah, I think that's a big reference. And then is um You Shall Not Murder. Which he's definitely killing himself. I think that'll be the last one. I think that's gonna be the last one as he kills himself. Yeah. And there was some good uh feedback. Some people said that they thought that maybe after he kills himself that completes marches whole Ten Commandments and then he doesn't have anything holding him to the hotel. He doesn't have any unfinished business. So that'll finally kick him out of his own hotel. (gasps) Interesting. Which could could be the case. We'll see. Oh. That would be very interesting and then it would leave Gaga alone in her fortress. (laughs) She can have what she wants. But wait, sorry. Didn't she sign a prenup? He's dead. But he died. No, I know, but... In the case of divorce... She wouldn't get anything, oh. but if he yes. dies, she's a widow. She inherits it all, Man. unless it goes to the son. Oh, yes, uh huh. Unless it's in his will that it goes to his son already, then she gets nothing. Laughlin's getting the hotel. Laughlin might also Lachlan, whatever his whatever. name is might also be next on the list to die. Oh. Well, so. we saw a little preview for next week where she says she doesn't kill children, but she may make him part of the bloodline. Oh mm. boy, interesting. Which means she would also get his money. Yep. If anybody's seen Adam's Family Values, they know. They know the way to murder an inherent widow style. (laughs) (laughs) That was our episode. A little wrap-up from last week. I want to jump into news and gossip because there was a lot of stuff happened this past week. So, Holland Taylor, who you may know from Two and a Half Men, Legally Blonde, Baby Mama. Mm -hmm. She's been in the business for a very long time. Those were just a couple of things that I thought I'd throw out there that you guys might know her from. But she came out of the closet recently, and she has... It has been confirmed that her and Sarah Paulson have been secretly dating for six months. Wowzers. So congratulations. So congratulations to Holland and Sarah. I think they make such a cute couple. They have nothing but the nicest things to say about each other. And I think you know, age difference aside, it's not the first time we've seen something like this happen. Mm -hmm. It just happens to be two women and I think they're beautiful together and I wish them nothing but the best. Awesome. I think that's awesome. I can't so, wait to see them on the red carpet together. I know. They recently did do a carpet um, together mm-hmm. or they went to the same carpet but they didn't walk together. Got it. Okay. So we'll see if hopefully hopefully, maybe when American Crime Story comes out we'll see them walking yeah, down the carpet together. Nice. That would be cool. And I have a, a little spoiler so about Sarah Paulson if, as well. As do I, so I'll let you grab it. Spoiler alert! Yes. yes. If so you don't want, want to hear, turn off now, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. On to the spoiler. So, Sarah Paulson, we've already seen um, Finn reprise two different roles, yes. Tristan and Valentino. Within now, the same season. Within the same season. 
And um, we are now going to see Sarah Paulson do the same thing. She is going to be not only Sally, but also Billy Dean Howard from season one. Yes. Who was Constance's uh, confidant that was the psychic. the psychic. Yes. So she is going to do an episode of her reality show that she thinks the Cortez is going to be the perfect setting for her show. And we've already had, oh. this will be our third tie-in from season one. We've already seen the realtor Marcy and Dr. Montgomery. Mm-hmm. So this will round it out and give us a nice Whoa. rule of threes. Yes, now the realtor <laughs> died. Marcy, yeah. Do you think Billy Dean's also going to die? I think Billy Dean's definitely going to die. I oh, feel like any time we get these little brought-in characters, unless it's somebody like the serial killers that we already saw mm-hmm. that we know were just for that one episode. Right. I think this is going to mean that she'll probably bite the dust. I don't know, though, because it is the finale, so it's possible that she could sell the Cortez and just show up at the end mm. just to sell it, and then after Gaga is dead and there's nobody left to fully claim it, then somebody else comes and buys it. Possible. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, Ryan Murphy has said that all the seasons are tied together in one way or another, so this mm-hmm. may be possible foreshadowing for future seasons. Crazy. We'll have to wait and see. And congratulations to Finn, too. Uh, the Big Short, his new movie, was nominated yes. for Best Ensemble at the SAG Awards. Awesome. Congratulations. Yes. A round of applause. So talented, for that you. Dude. Very talented. Um, let's jump into predictions. Yes. Oh my gosh. And now, your After Buzz TV prediction. I guess favorite part of the night. It's so hard I'm for me to kidding. do this. I know, especially with this show. I know. They throw us for so many loops. Um, is, am I going? Yeah. You're just throwing I me like into the I like starting with you. <laughs> um, okay. Because <laughs> I freak out. <laughs> um, it's okay. fun for me. I think, um, Ramona. How is she going to get out of that thing? I don't know. Somebody's going to come out and get her. Okay. Somebody's going to find her. She's going to get out. Okay. Okay. That's all. Okay. That's fun. I don't know. I like that prediction because I know I'm on the same boat as you. Yeah? I have a feeling I think I know who's going to set her free, but... Okay. Do you think Iris? Yes. (gasps) I think Iris, too. So, Elena, your turn. I think Iris is going to help Ramona out, but I don't think that they're going to successfully kill the Countess. I think John's going to do it. I think he's going to see their dynamic and her worshipping false idols and go after her. I think that's why we didn't see him this episode, because I think it's going to be, we don't see him for a while, Mm -hmm. and he's just in the background while all this other stuff is happening, and then we see him at the end kind of go for and take her out. Yep. I'm agreeing 100%. I mean, now that he, it's been revealed that he's the serial killer, it, so many things are, are falling into line. Yeah. And it seems to be slightly more predictable. Liz and Iris, as we saw, are clearly teaming up mm-hmm. to take down the Countess, which means that they, uh, Iris will get Ramona out. Ramona's probably going to die fairly soon. I think Iris will be left with the hotel. Oh, okay. And I Liz, would love for Liz to... Yeah, Liz and Iris will take over. Dynamic duo. After John kills everybody and then himself. Yes. And then rides off into the sunset with Sally. 
Ooh. I like it. Those I are really my predictions. Like that a lot. Very detailed. Thanks. Thought this one through. <laughs> I did think this one through. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it just happens. Just everything's just lining up now for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we're pretty into the season now, and I my predictions have been sh- for shit this season. <laughs> But that's because I was holding out on a hope that John was not the serial killer. But now that he is, you know, it's easier to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. We'll have to wait and see, though. So where can everyone continue the conversation with you guys over the next week? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pegarad. And you can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at you can call me Skiff. That's the letter U and S K I F F. We will see you guys all next week. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 